This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of The Overcomers, God's Vision for You to Thrive in an Age of Anxiety and Outrage, written and narrated by pastor and best-selling author Matt Chandler, and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome to The Better Samaritan, where we're having conversations about how to do good better and faithfully. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Better Samaritan Podcast, where my colleague Kent Annan and I invite you to journey alongside with us as we seek to learn how to do good better, whether in everyday interactions or complex humanitarian challenges. Today I'm going to discuss an important topic, how to help your congregation become a trauma-informed church. Trauma is all around us, including in the church and sometimes even caused by the church. Did you know that research shows that nearly 70% of people will experience a trauma at some point in their lifetime? But trauma can be difficult to recognize and even more challenging to help. In addition, without the proper training and resources, your church will more likely be at risk for causing accidental harm. For all these reasons, we decided to create this special episode of the podcast. It's also for these same reasons that Kent and I dedicate an entire session in our Spiritual First Aid Certificate course on how churches can become more trauma-informed. So let's dive in, starting by talking about what a trauma-informed church is, what it isn't, and some basic steps your church can take to become more trauma-informed. Let me clarify by what I mean when I say trauma-informed church. In essence, a trauma-informed church understands the prevalence and impact of trauma, and they actively seek to create a safe space and supportive environment for individuals who've experienced it. This type of church recognizes that trauma affects people physically, emotionally, socially, and spiritually, but they don't stop there. They strive to create an atmosphere that fosters healing and resilience. Here's four key characteristics of what it means to be a trauma-informed church. First, trauma-informed churches work to foster a trauma-informed culture. One of the critical ways a church can become more trauma-informed is by cultivating humility, transparency, accountability, and safeguards to reduce risk and re-traumatization. This includes oversight of staff and leadership to protect against abuse. Second, they equip church staff, volunteers, and members with trauma-informed resources, tools, and training. You see, trauma-informed is more about an ongoing process to love our neighbors well rather than a state that a church achieves. This requires continuing commitment to educating and training our church staff, volunteers, and members to understand the causes and impacts of trauma, as well as how to prevent and respond to trauma sensitively and effectively. Third, trauma-informed churches take a holistic approach to caring for others. A trauma-informed church prioritizes the holistic well-being of those impacted by trauma, recognizing that healing involves addressing spiritual, physical, spiritual, economic, and our overall well-being and in many cases may require referring for professional specialized trauma care, such as mental health care, or in some cases, potentially referring to others to the proper authorities or even calling the proper authorities to provide help. Fourth, a safe and supportive church environment is created. Trauma-informed churches can help individuals feel seen, heard, and valued and find the resources and support they need to heal and thrive. Being a trauma-informed church is not a magic solution to all trauma-related issues. Trauma-informed churches understand that the road to positive change requires dedication. 
They understand that trauma requires more than just words. They view being trauma-informed as an ongoing effort that utilizes a proven system of practices for creating safe spaces where individuals can grow in life-changing ways. As you've been listening, you might have been thinking, but Jamie, aren't churches supposed to be a place of healing? Well, yes, in theory, but there's a difference between offering a generic message of hope and actively creating a space that acknowledges and truly addresses the unique needs of trauma survivors. And if you're still in doubt, just take a look at the headlines and you'll see cases almost every day of where churches, unfortunately, in some cases, were the ones that caused the harm. But it doesn't have to be that way. So now that we've talked about what being a trauma-formed church is, let's talk about what it is not. Churches that are not trauma-informed think that trauma isn't a problem for people in their congregation. These churches also ignore signs of abuse, such as physical, sexual, and spiritual trauma. Churches that aren't trauma-informed believe that their church is immune to significant traumas and crises. These churches also ignore the ways that they could prevent and take protective measures like policies to reduce the likelihood of abuses of occurring in the first place. They also actively suppress accusations and evidence of abuse. Churches that aren't trauma-informed downplay concerns, discredit, and even sometimes retaliate against those who warn about leader misconduct and toxic leadership within the church. When this happens, these churches sometimes make that blame so intense that it ends up victimizing the survivor all over again. Pointing the finger at victims and survivors is wrong and can be harmful. And for many, more damaging in many cases than the original traumatic experience, thus compounding the survivor's pain and suffering. Not taking reports seriously, not documenting problems, and not having proper checks and balances in place can let senseless abuse, trauma, and toxic leadership take root and thrive if not dealt with quickly and transparently. Sadly, we have seen numerous documented accounts where leaders denied, sought to contain information, and actually covered up abuses and traumatic events because they were more concerned about the negative institutional impact than the negative impact on survivors. As a result, action was either delayed or no action was taken at all. Lastly, non-trauma-informed churches allow mental health stigma to prevent them from referring trauma survivors for specialized therapeutic services and clinical care. Or they mistakenly think that it means they have to overnight become a mental health clinic. Now, as we move toward the end of our time together, let's look at some steps that your church can take to become more trauma-informed. Here's a few to get started. Begin by educating your church community about trauma, its effects, and how to recognize the signs. Provide resources like books, articles, online courses, workshops, and so on to help members deepen their understanding. Ensure that church leaders and volunteers receive proper training in trauma-informed care. This can include understanding the principles of trauma-informed practice, learning how to create safe spaces, and knowing when, where, and how to refer others for professional help. Step number three, make your church a physically, emotionally, and spiritually safe environment for everyone. For example, you could include creating a quiet room or space for prayer and reflection, and seek to foster opportunities for others to be able to come together in support of one another. Step number four, collaborate with local mental health professionals get others connected to the trauma services that they may desperately need. Step number five, encourage members to build on their strengths 
develop coping skills, and work towards healing. Offer opportunities for growth, community involvement, and support to help individuals regain a sense of control and purpose. Remember, becoming a trauma-informed church is not an overnight process, but rather an ongoing journey. A journey where we take steps toward creating more compassionate, understanding, and supportive communities. A church should be a place where everyone can find healing, comfort, and love, especially those who have experienced trauma. By becoming trauma-informed, your church can become a beacon of hope and refuge for those in need. To do this, we want to encourage you to start small and build over time. Begin by finding where your church is already doing well and where that intersects with the vulnerable in your church and community, as well as where it intersects with the most significant trauma risk facing your church and community. In closing, thank you for listening to another episode of the Better Samaritan podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes where you'll find a link to our free trauma-informed church action plan that your church can use to chart a path forward. And as always, feel free to email us with your questions or comments at hdi.wheaton.edu. We look forward to being with you again soon as we continue together on this journey of learning to do good better. This episode was brought to you in part by the Lord of Spirits podcast. Many Christians yearn to break free of the influence of secular materialism and to understand the union of the seen and unseen worlds as made by God. What is the spiritual world like? Tune in wherever you get your podcasts.